Welcome to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV, a CE podcast series. If you are seeking continuing education credit, please review the disclosures and the requirements for successful completion of the activity prior to listening to the podcast. A link is found in the show notes that can direct you to this information. After listening to the podcast, please go to practice.cme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit. Joining us in this episode is Dr. Jason Halperin and his patient, a single mother with HIV, an advocate for U equals U. Thank you for your attention. The podcast will now begin. Hello, this is Jason Halperin. I'm Dr. Halperin from Crescent Care, a federally qualified health center in the city of New Orleans. I'm also assistant professor of medicine and the Department of Infectious Disease at Tulane University. And it is my real pleasure and privilege to introduce you to one of my favorite patients, Xander. I've got to know Xander over the years. It's been over five years since diagnosis. What were you thinking? I know if you could go back, what were you thinking that day? And um, what were you thinking about the risks you might have had for HIV and why you chose to get tested shortly before uh, diagnosis? Um, I really knew before I got HIV that I probably would get it because of the lifestyle that I was living. Um, It wasn't a good lifestyle. I was very promiscuous. Um, I wasn't making men wear condoms or anything. So I was having very unprotected sex. Um, I was trying to provide for myself and my daughter as a single parent. HIV to me does not specifically mean that you, that life stops for you. It doesn't stop because you get HIV. It continues. When I first got HIV, when I first was contracted, I didn't know that I was going to, um, I didn't know I was being tested because I was doing plasma. I was donating plasma at the time. And that's how I found out that I contacted HIV. So one nurse pulled me into a little room. She didn't call. She didn't say, well, I have something to tell you of importance. She just was like, well, the reason you can't donate um, plasma anymore is because you have HIV. No sympathy for my life. No sympathy for me as a human being. And it shook me. I'm standing up there listening to the words, but I didn't even believe what was, I was hearing what was coming out of our mouth that I had contacted HIV. But I knew in the back of my mind that I always would because of the lifestyle I was living. I was just shocked by the timing of that occurrence. One of the reasons that, that we at Crescent Care have started a, a rapid start program is it is so important to me that as soon as one of my patients learns they're living with HIV, they get to sit in front of me or one of my colleagues, potentially that day, we try and make it that day, to have the conversation. So tell me in terms of that day when, when we first met and how it f- felt to start antiretroviral therapy and how you incorporated taking medications into your life. Well, I was already on medications for type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure. When I first met you, I was like, I was just still numb. I was at the point to where I didn't know if I wanted to live or die. Um, 
contacting HIV just changed my life. It, it made me feel like I was already a big girl. Um, not men weren't, I guess, with me for me. They were with me for intimacy, I felt. Um, but after a while, after I started taking medication and I was doing everything I, that you told me I needed to do to keep myself healthy and to keep my viral loads right, um, I just took your advice, did what I needed to do. And I've been undetectable from the first time I started medication until now. I've just been undetectable. I'm proud of being undetectable. Um, I, I don't have a problem with people knowing that I have HIV. I did when I first contacted it. Of course, I didn't know as much information about it as I do now, but I really, HIV changed my life and it didn't change my life for the worse. In a way, it changed my life for the better because it made me change as a human being. And I didn't look at life the same way after contacting HIV. So, you know, it's interesting. I looked at the chart this morning and didn't realize until I looked back that I called you, I think, two or even three weeks after you coming in to tell you that your next labs, you were already undetectable. Um, and every single lab that we have gotten since then, you have been undetectable. Um, so I can't be more proud of you. When did you start feeling better and, and how, how have you been feeling on the medicine? I started feeling better, like maybe not even six months into taking the, um, the, um, the ART um, medication. I started feeling better like three to six months after I started taking it. I have never, I've been taking this medication and I've only been on like maybe two medications in the past almost six years. And I've never not taken my medication from day one till now. I have not missed the pill. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud to be able to say I've never missed the pill um, with having HIV because it doesn't define who I am as a person. And it used to, you know, I used to always use it as a crutch, but I don't need to use it as a crutch now because I'm strong enough to stand up on my own without with me knowing that I'm doing the right things, not just for my life, but for my body. So true. Tell me more about that. So when you said it defined you as a person, but you've made that transition where it's not. It defined me because I felt like I was, I felt like I was going to die even with taking a medication. I was Mm -hmm. scared. I was like, okay. I have to take this medicine, but is it really going to keep me alive? Like my doctor said it is. Do I trust his judgment? And the way that you were and the way that you just comforted me, made me feel safe and let me know that if I take this meds, I will not have to worry about anything negative happening in my body. And I was I was happy about that. I was excited to know that long as I put those pills in my mouth every day, that I was going to be just fine and I was going to continue to live my life normally in some aspect. So that's, that's so true. Um, and, and I appreciate you saying that. And I have witnessed that transition from you. One of the things that I was most impressed is you've actually a- attended some of the conferences on HIV to, to grow your knowledge base. So tell me, what was some of the what, what what did you learn by going to some of the the HIV conferences here in in New Orleans? I learned a lot from the conferences. I looked forward to the conferences every 
single year. I was at every conference from the beginning till now. Um, I missed the conferences. I know that with COVID happening, we weren't able to do the conferences anymore. But um, those conferences taught me a lot about HIV. It taught me about you equals you, stigma. It taught me about the education of having HIV, that it doesn't have to define you, about the support groups that would help you, you know, in your life with you having HIV. It was just a defining moment. And, and seeing speakers um, that would stand up and talk about how they contacted HIV and how they've been having it for 15 or 20 years, it just reassured me and made me know that if I take my medication, I was going to be just fine. And when did you first, was it from the conferences? Was it from the clinic? When did you first learn the message of U equals U? Do you remember? It was it was from the conferences. It also was from like the, the support groups. They were teaching us a lot about what U equals U mean. And also the conferences helped me with U equals U. And when I found out what it does, it made me want to take my medicine even more. It made me want to stay strong base with taking my meds and just be a support system for others who didn't want to take their meds, who felt like their life was going to be um, over or ending. But I also did some volunteer work with Christ Care. Um, and I got to, you know, see really the number of people that really had HIV and seeing all the people that had HIV and how a lot of them wasn't coming to the clinic. A lot of them weren't taking any meds. It was like, it was scary. Um, I just wish that I could be an advocate more. And I'm trying to do that publicly now. But privately, I wish I could be um, an advocate for HIV. Because I know firsthand where my life was at the beginning and where it is now. And I'm totally a different person. I'm totally a different woman. And I'm stronger because of the life that I live every day. You were so strong. That is so true. I couldn't agree more. In terms of the stigma, because this is, I mean, I obviously we talk about this a lot. What if what are your recommendations? What can we do more as, you know, we, we could start as, you know, providers. I could start also as clinic and then as society. What can we do so that we can uh, end the 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 unbelievably hurtful stigma that exists. I feel like they need to have more groups um, teaching about stigma, not for just the plight, the patient or the client that has the HIV, but for the family, for the friends to be able to come to those groups too and hear about having HIV and what it means. They need to have more groups, more support groups for families, for friends, for anybody that wants to come. They need to have more education out there. They need to basically have more advocates every month, every two months, going out there, hitting the streets, saying this is HIV and the stigma of HIV. And I think it would it would help people a lot that don't know about HIV. I think that makes so much sense. I know we've had less groups, at least here in uh, Crescent Care during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think that's something we don't talk about enough from the impact of the pandemic. 
uh, how helpful much of that in-person meeting and groups and the one-on-one conversations and getting together in, in room in a small room, how essential that is for the health of our patients and to combat stigma. You make a really good point there. Yeah. I think what's so hard with so much of the stigma that really gets me so infuriated is the lack of HIV testing. Because that stigma is so built in, um, people don't get tested regularly, but not only are patients not tested regularly, but the medical system doesn't test people for HIV regularly, which is uh, really must change as you and I have spoken about before. I'm going to read a little something I wrote yesterday. It's called HIV. HIV has affected so many lives, millions of people, not just by getting HIV, but psychologically, mentally, and socially. HIV has a way of making people think that you're not worthy of being around others, that you don't deserve love. I'm here to tell you different. Everyone deserves love. To people that don't want to know if you have HIV, trust me, it's better to know than to live in a world that will judge you no matter what. Safety is a priority in this life. The world is different than it was 30 years ago. I said 30 years ago, HIV will never happen to me, but it did. So powerful. We still got to work for the cure. We can't stop until we actually have a cure. Can't. Um, but we do have some of the tools to end the HIV epidemic by taking your medicine every day can every transmit day. the virus. Prep for those that are uh, that are at risk to prevent HIV. So, what do you think of of how do you see the end of the epidemic? Do you see that in in Do you see that in the future? I see that in the future. I see a cure for HIV. I believe that. I I feel like. We will come to the point where we have a cure and we don't have to get shots anymore and we don't have to take pills anymore. But it starts with us. It starts with us. If we do the right things in life to live our life and not always think about what's happening at the moment but what's going to happen for the future, we can change a lot of things when it comes to HIV. I couldn't agree more. And if we could end the stigma, that's so essential. Now, I know you, you, I know you, Xander's an incredible poet. I know you wrote something. Uh, you've been writing things over the years. Is there anything else you want to share? Yeah, I have this poem called Vaccine. What does it mean to get a vaccine? It's more than life-saving. You get to think about what others could only dream about, but it's too late for them. To live today is a gift that we cannot take for granted anymore. We get to love more, live more. To hug a loved one is a blessing. What a joy it will be to see what others will never see. To be alive will have more meaning than it's ever been expressed. We will never forget COVID or what it means to wear a mask. Appreciate what you have. Remember what we all lost. Life, normalcy, friends, family, each other. Have more respect for one another. I love that. Uh, Xander, I remember you reading that to me right on the day we got you the COVID vaccine. Um, So I cannot thank you enough for giving us the time and to learn from your experience. Every day I learn from you. I continue to learn from you. You are an absolute gift. And uh, 
I believe that, that your words will help end HIV stigma and allow many people to live uh, very healthy lives. Dr. H is a great, great man. He's a great doctor. Um, October 22nd of next month will be six years I've been having HIV. And I don't think I would have really got through it as much as I've gotten through it without him. He's been a big factor in helping me look at myself in a different way and not being defined by HIV. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that every single day. Every single day I get to have him as a doctor is a blessing. I mean, so much to the family. Thank you for listening to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV. Please go to the activity page on practicepointcme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit.